resistance hates two qualities above all others. Concentration and depth. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. One of my favorite writers is Stephen Pressfield. And um, if you haven't checked out Stephen Pressfield, um, his work on uh, some of the, the things that he talks about around artistry, um, I would highly recommend it. He writes these fantastic little books. Um, this book I have in my hand uh, today, it's 132 pages. Uh, so you can read it. Um, really fast. But here's the thing. The thing I love about this is this book and his other two as well um, are like 100, 132 pages, but they are so deep. Like every page is just, uh, I'm sorry, every um, idea is just like one page. And uh, there's just so many deep things in it. And uh, the first book that he wrote uh, in this series is called The War of Art. Um, and then he wrote another book, uh, that I can't remember the name of it, unless it's this one. Actually, this might be the second one. It's called uh, Turning Pro uh, by Stephen Pressfield. Uh, Turning Pro. Uh, and it's fantastic. And I've been, I picked up this book again, first of all, because I'm writing my own book uh, right now on culture work. And I picked up this book because it was so small uh, and reminded myself that I don't need to write a book that is like, you know, 52 chapters and a textbook, essentially. Uh, but I can write a book like this that is small and digestible for people, um, uh, you know, to engage in some of the ideas in it. Because even for my own book, um, I want, I want uh, leaders and CEOs and senior teams to be able to pick up a book that they can read in like an hour and a half or even an hour, maybe maybe uh, less time than that, and get what they need from the book, feel inspired, uh, and do the next thing that they have to do with regards to culture work in their organization. And so that's why I picked up this book again, and I had forgotten um, how much I loved it. So, uh, you know, I'm the kind of person where I highlight all over my book. I write notes in the margin. And if you can see this book right now, it's got um, little post-it tabs everywhere, you know, that sort of thing. Funny tip here, uh, my husband and I, my husband is a lover of books. And when he and I want to read the same book, we usually buy two copies because I just told you the way that I destroy a book. Um, <laughs> my husband, on the other hand, um, barely opens the book when he reads it because he doesn't want to mess up the spine. So that just shows you kind of how different we are. Um, but this book, 
um, I have marked up and have, you know, notes in the margin and that sort of thing. And as I have been dealing with um, just a weird season, I would say the last week or so, just emotionally for me, um, I've picked up this book to help reignite uh, my own focus. And so one of the uh, uh, one of the pages in this book made me think about you all. Uh, as I think about engaging on the podcast. And so what I'm going to do is just read uh, this little part of this page. uh, And then I want to talk to you about it uh, in the context of culture work. Okay, so this is Stephen Pressfield turning pro. And this is page 39. And the title of this page is called Addicted to Distraction. Here we go. He says, resistance hates two qualities above all others, concentration and depth. Why? Because when we work with focus and we work deep, we succeed. How did Tom Brady master the art of the forward pass? How did Picasso paint? How did Yo-Yo Ma learn the cello? Resistance wants to keep us shallow and unfocused. So it makes the superficial and the vain intoxicating. Have you checked your email in the last half hour? When you sit down to do your work, do you leave your web connection on? It can be fatal keeping up with the Kardashians. Shoo. That's page 39, y'all. <laughs> um, and as many markers as I have in this book, um, this one is the one that uh, wooed me and invited me today. And again, made me think of you who are listening and myself as we are diving into generous multicultural leadership uh, and good, healthy cross-cultural work in our companies, in our organizations, and really anywhere we find ourselves, our personal life, whatever it is. And the thing about this that, that Pressfield says that I think is relevant for you and I is this idea of resistance and that resistance hates concentration and depth. Um, I find this with uh, high achievers and people working at senior levels and organizations that um, one one of the things that are keeping people from seeing the results that they want to see is concentration and depth, is focus, is focus on um, the work towards diversity. And what I mean by that is, uh, I don't mean that like, you know, people aren't making time on the calendar, you know, to have a meeting or whatever. What I mean is uh, really concentrating on the new information that they're learning letting it come in deep to who they are and then acting on it. And it's really the actions that also require the concentration and depth. 
Um, it's the new actions to take that require these things. Um, you know, I was thinking about uh, networking. And I've done a podcast. Um, I can't remember the date of it, but there's a podcast if you look back um, on networking, on building multicultural networks. And uh, sometimes I can engage with people who say, you know, uh, where do we find people? <laughs> how do we meet people? Um, how do we, you know, find particularly non-majority culture talent, right? Uh, and then when they go out and try to find it, they come back with a story that these people don't exist, which isn't, is not true, by the way. It's not a true narrative. And oftentimes, one of the strategies um, that I will share with clients to use is, you know, for a calendar year, go find out where the people you want uh, are also learning and gathering. You know, if you're looking for African-American talent in your industry, uh, you know, go, go to a conference that's happening of uh, black professionals. Go to a STEM conference that's hosted by African-American leaders. Uh, go to a, uh, a management training or an HR uh, conference or something that is being led by people from minority cultures, you know, join, uh, join a group, a gathering where you have to pay dues to be a part of it and be the minority. This is part of, I believe the resistance in culture work is we can give into the resistance because we don't wanna take the time to build these relationships or build these networks. This is just one little, little piece of um, some of the strategy on building diverse workforces. But the thing is, is that, you know, attending a conference or going where people are or building relationships takes concentration and depth. It takes time. And so many of us, we don't want to to take the time that is required to actually do the things that will build the things that we want. In that regard, there's no getting around it, you know? You have to do it. But I get it. It's just that human nature of resistance. I love that Pressfield says resistance wants to keep us shallow and unfocused. So it makes the superficial and the vain intoxicating. So what does this mean for culture work? Oftentimes when we don't want to take the time to build something or we're starting to get a sense of fatigue um, of building a multicultural organization we begin to just move from one shiny thing to the next shiny thing, uh, or we move from deep relationship building and network building to quotas and optics. For me, that is uh, equal with what Pressfield is saying here about the superficial 
and the vein intoxicating. It feels great for us to, you know, be able to point to some statistics or some data about, you know, how many people we've hired that are non-majority or of color or just different than us, whatever that looks like, that that feels really um, intoxicating to us. You know, for those of you that are CEOs uh, and and, uh, the senior leaders at your company, you know, if you're honest with yourself, that there are times where what you really just want to be able to do is to show up with your colleagues from other companies and be able to tell them how far along on the diversity, equity, and inclusion work you are. Um, and you want to be able to show them numbers and data. But what's really happening behind the scenes is that people are suffering and failing in your organization because maybe you focused too much on let's just get the people in here and didn't spend any time on the networking or the culture building. You need all of it. You need all of it. And so this, uh, this short discourse from Pressfield, um, it challenges me today. It challenges me uh, and I hope it challenges you as well in your work. You know, are you willing to take the time and the focus and the energy to sit today and to really think about this and to think about the things that you've already learned. Think about the ideas that have already come to you or that you've talked about with your team or if you're one of my clients that we have talked about. uh, Develop the ideas that we've already talked about before we start moving on to other things, right? Develop the things that are already in the atmosphere that are swirling around. There's lots of work to be done in those things as well, even though some of those things aren't quite as sexy as uh, the superficial or the vain intoxicating, as Pressfield puts it. But these are the things that must be done if you want to see a thriving multicultural organization. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, Go check out Stephen Pressfield's work, uh, The War of Art, Turning Pro, And I feel like there's another book that I'm forgetting uh, right now off the top of my head, but go check them out. Go start with those books. Um, And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know. um, I would love to know how they are uh, encouraging you. So, um, yeah, I hope you all have a a great week, a great day. Press in. Uh, Do not give in to the resistance that you may feel today um, that wants to keep you Uh, from all of the beautiful, wonderful results in diversity work um, that you long to see. Let's lean in and continue to be generous, multicultural leaders. I'm cheering loudly for you. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.